Greetings, gentlemen. How are we doing tonight? Look at us. Good. Look at us not waiting a year to record. It's a miracle, a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's a Christmas in July miracle. Yep. God bless us, everyone. Three, two, one. And here we go, 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 go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 89. My name is Tom Van Zandt, I'm your host, and with me are my magical and my metal co-hosts. The official attorney of Not Nation, ladies and gentlemen... Mr. Christopher Todd. I'm so honored. I, fi- I finally get intro music. Yes. That- it only took how many years before you decided to give me actual intro music? It would have helped if you had given me some feedback on it. You know. You never asked. What do you mean I never asked? You never asked me what I wanted for intro music how until long a couple of years ago. have you been recording ago? with us now? Forever. It's been like three, three or four years, hasn't it? Feels like longer. Okay, well... You, in that three or four years of time, have never, ever once mentioned to me that you wanted intro music. The, the first I heard of it was after last episode when I gave S-Dog the Who Let the Dogs Out intro. Yeah. And you're like, why don't I have intro music? And I'm like... A special guest who's been on like twice gets intro music and your regular host doesn't. You, I think you dropped the ball. That, that was actually S-Dog's first appearance. So... It's even worse. It's even worse than you thought. Don't forget, uh, Librarian Kate got entered in music, she too. She sure did. Absolutely. In fact, everyone that comes on this show gets intro music, except for Chris Todd. Hey, you know what? D-Rock never had intro music, either, and, and he never complained about it. And does he show up anymore? Now we know why. Oh, you think if I played some intro music for him, he'd ma- magically appear? Nah, no thanks. Wouldn't hurt. Well, maybe I'll try that next time. I don't have anything queued up right now, so you've caught me unawares. But anyway, he spoke too soon. I have to properly intro him first. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the man who brings the money. Mr. J. Money. Yo, Senior Ball and Christopher Todd, what's going on? Hey, you sound better, Money. You sound a lot better from last episode. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Good. I'm happy. Very Thank happy. Thank you. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Here we are. The gang's back together, and it didn't take us a year to record another episode. Aren't we on a roll? I told, yeah, I told definitely. You, I told you, Chris, I want to try to do monthly, at least, and so far, so good. Very happy to be here. Yeah. And we will... Uh, Wish everyone a happy post-4th of July. 4th of July holiday was this past week. I hope everybody had a great 4th of July. I know I did. It was a good time, even though the weather was a little less than ideal. Anytime I'm off work and I'm drinking beer and I'm eating burgers and food off of a grill or griddle, I have no reason to complain. How was, uh, Amen to that. How was your 4th of July festivities? Very nice. Very good. I, I bought a new grill. 
I th- think not nature should know that. Oh, nice. As if anybody really cares. But yes, like, you know, my old one's 15 years old, started to rust out. How come you didn't get a, bl- a Blackstone griddle? I actually got a trigger pellet grill. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I love I love my Blackstone griddle. That thing's the best. You cook oh, they breakfast are. on it? Yeah, you can cook breakfast on it. You cook anything on it. It's basically like a diner griddle. It's awesome. It's yeah, good. I see those online all the time. Yeah. People cooking with them. It's awesome. I highly recommend them. And they're yeah. fairly affordable now. I the mean, uh, the outfitter I use in North Carolina when I go hunting down there, that's what they, they do a lot of cooking on those things. And I'll tell you what, you can cook a lot of food for a lot of people really fast on that's one of those. exactly right. It's like I said, it's like a diner. It's like being at a diner. It's like your own little oh, yeah. personal restaurant griddle. And it's pretty awesome. So I, I recommend them there. When they first came out, they were pretty pricey. And they still have, like, the large, large ones are really expensive. But uh, I think I got mine. Well, it was actually a Father's Day present from last year. So I didn't pay for it. But I'm pretty sure I've seen them at Walmart for about 180 bucks, which isn't bad for what it does. But I'll tell you what, it can get real expensive real quick if you start collecting all the accessories that go along with it. That's where oh, That's where it adds up. I figured it out. I, I mean, listen, I bought one of the low end cheap Traegers because they were on sale at Home Depot for Father's Day. And uh, it's the same thing. You could buy a thousand accessories for the damn things. Mm-hmm. I mean, a bag of pellets costs about as much as filling a propane tank and it's supposed to last just about as long. So, you know, it's a fair trade off. Plus, my grill was rusting out and my smoker wasn't working right anymore. So I got two in one. That's right. So haven't smoked anything on it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Very cool. What would you do with your old one? Just throw it out? It's still sitting on my porch. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do with it yet. Oh, I didn't know if you could throw that in the regular trash or if you had to bring it to the recycling place. I'm not sure. I don't know if bulk pickup will take it, but we'll figure it out. Well, you live in Springfield, so chances are if you put it on the curb and put a sign free on it, it'll disappear. I was thinking about doing that, mm-hmm. or just throw, or just throw it in the woods. No, 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 uh, baby car seats are the creepiest thing in the world. To find oh, in the yeah. Woods. oh yeah. Especially if they're face down. Cause you're not sure if you turn it over, if there's going to be something sitting in it. Hell no. Be awful. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Yeah. You find one of those and you're just like, what in the hell were people thinking that they just tossed out a car seat? People are just gross, inconsiderate, gross human beings. Savages. Savages. <laughs> savages exactly. Bunch of savages in this town. Uh, but anyway, I digress. So, uh, Money, how was your 4th of July weekend? Do anything interesting, anything fun? No, I just caught up on a couple of shows and a couple of movies. Very good. Finally finished Ant-Man. I forgot that I never finished it. Oh, Quantum Mania? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I never even saw that after after credits scene. I don't even remember that at yeah. all. It was all right. Yep. Well. And I, like I said, I caught up on Secret Invasion. Very good. We will be discussing that later in this very episode. Nice. But first, how about 
It's been a while. How about we tap you for a little social media nonsense? Can you let everyone out there listening in Not Nation know where they can find all things Not Another Nerdy Podcast? <laughs> yes, Chris. Stop the presses. Okay, they're stopped. What's going on? We have presses. I but, have. Sounds like you have some. Sounds like you have something pressing that you need to discuss. <laughs> I have. We have breaking news. Breaking news. It just right. broke. This broke. Hear the breaking news music. Welcome for a special news report. Hey, Tom. Remember why you asked me to be on this podcast in the first place? Oh man, that was a while ago. Yeah, I believe you came on to talk about the legal woes of a certain actress from the TV show Smallville. I can't remember her name offhand. Good memory, good memory. I made my debut on this austere platform back in April of 2018, episode number 59. Oh, wow. So exactly 30 episodes ago. Wow. To discuss the, the legal woes of Allison Mack, that's the star of Smallville. Allison played, Mack. Who, as we remember, played Chloe. Chloe. See, I always, I always remember her as Chloe. I can never remember her actual name. Exactly. Well, as we all know, Allison was a member of a weird sex cult called Nexium, where she was essentially the recruiter for the leader of this cult, this man named Keith Rainier, where they ostensibly started out advertised as a multi-level marketing scheme selling executive development seminars, but it turned into recruiting and grooming women into a sex cult that involved obvious sexual abuse, as well as women literally being branded with this cult's logo. What kind of shit is that? Wow. It was featured in a, the whole story was featured in a uh, documentary series on HBO called The Vow, which went into great detail about this uh, this Keith Rainier cult leader and how he recruited Allison Mack into his cult. But that case had resolved in 2021 when she had, in return for, I believe, offering testimony against him, she received a sentence of three years in federal prison. And we have an update. You do? We have an update. Okay. Did she... Allison Mack is free. Relaxed. <laughs> Relaxed. I was gonna say, did she escape? Did like, did Superman help her escape or something? Like, well, if by Superman you mean uh, good time and credit for time served, yes. Yeah, so she got out a year early because she was supposed to yeah. serve three years, and she served two. Yeah, she served two out of her three-year sentence. I'm not sure if she's on. Well, in the federal system, they call it supervised release, not probation. Right. But I haven't seen anything that discussed that. But she has been released from prison. She has paid her debts to society. She now walks amongst us. If you see her with a red hot iron in her hand, walk the other direction. <laughs> How is she looking? Does she look weathered? And does she look like someone who's spent two years in prison, federal prison? Um, the pictures aren't great. I didn't notice if there were any neck tattoos or a teardrop or uh, you know, three dots next to her thumb or anything like that. Um, <laughs> didn't see if she was holding anyone's pocket on the way out or anything like that. Chris, do you think but, she's going to be able to kickstart, or I should say restart her acting career, her lucrative acting career? Well, did she, Is someone did she gonna have take much a of chance? an acting career before this? <laughs> I don't know. She was kind I mean, of a, I, she was I a darling. She was, she was a CW darling on Smallville. People, people enjoyed her as the plucky school paper editor. Well, I, I, I believe mean, that's what she did. On, on one hand, 
I know these things, unfortunately, even though coming from my line of work, I see this all the time, that even if you, you know, even after you've completed your sentence and you've, you've been convicted, you've done your time, that uh, these sort of things can still follow you. The, the, the saying is you can beat the rat, but you can't beat the ride. But on the other hand, Hollywood is completely vapid and soulless. So if she could produce, they'd probably put her in something. Right. I mean, my guess, knowing what happens with B and C list celebrities who get in trouble, I see a beautiful future for her in reality TV. There you go. You know, America and especially Hollywood, they love a good (laughs) comeback story. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Miss Max somewhere. I mean, it's unfortunate that while <laughs> talking about it in this episode, while the whole DC universe, you know, they keep doing all this time travel and multiverse jumping type thing, that she wasn't around to make an appearance in one of those. <laughs> she could have uh, showed up in The Flash. She could have showed up in The Flash. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure that the Federal Bureau of Prisons does not give work release to film mediocre DC movies. <laughs> Maybe well, mediocre Marvel movies, but definitely not DC movies. All right. Well, we'll get into that in a little bit. You'll you can expand on your opinion of the Flash. But thank you for that breaking bit of news, and congratulations to Allison Mack. We appreciate that update. And I don't know, does that it comes full circle? Thirty episodes later, we have closure to that original story. I I feel this is. Uh, Quite an accomplishment for you, Mr. Todd. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm done. I can just leave. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Chris Todd's final episode on Not Another Nerdy Podcast. No, unfortunately, well, I mean, if I'm here, you have to be here. I guess technically, this story won't be completely wrapped up until the leader of the Smallville sex cult, Keith Rainier, gets out of prison. But he was sentenced to 120 years, so. I don't know if we'll be running that long. I hope so, but... Um. I uh, I don't know if I have it in me to podcast for the next 120 years. I figure at the rate we record, that's probably only another 30 episodes, so I guess we could do that? <laughs> About that. Yeah. No, no, no. We're going to try to do monthly here on out for the duration. Okay. Well, want to give Not Nation that updated breaking news about the future Smallville reunion show. <laughs> there you go. I wonder if Tom Welling would be in for that. It would be up for that. I'm, I'm sure Kristen Crook, Crook would. What else has she got going on? Not too much, but she was also tangentially related to that cult. So there might yeah, be a little bad she, blood between She was two. involved and then was smart enough to get the hell out of it. So Yeah. So, so we'll see. All right. Back to the show. All right. Chris, thank you for that very important news break. Uh, that is very exciting news. We're very happy for Miss Allison Mack. And uh, now let's get back to uh, Money and his social media. He's been quietly waiting over there to, to do his uh, social media shenanigans. So let's let's let him do that. Bring it, Money. Oh, yeah. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at NotPodcast1. You are so money, and you don't even know it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You're you're the you're the expert at that. I am. Yep. And just so you know, Tom, I've been so bored being unemployed. Last week, I spent twelve hours a day on TikTok. Oh wow! What? I'm not kidding. Can you believe it? Oh man. Tom has okay. an iPad, so you know how at the end of the week you get that thing 
Yeah, that shows you how long you were <laughs> on each yeah, app. Yeah, I spent like 12 hours in like 55 minutes. Holy shit. <laughs> that's a that's good lord money. Go do something. That is, you can't spend 12 hours on TikTok. Well, somehow I did. Oh my God, dude. Did you learn you, you anything? Know a... Do you feel any smarter after all of that TikTok video watching? No. <laughs> They're actually dumber. At least it was oh, yeah. time well spent. Well, I did Holy go to the movies you, a couple times. Do you know what the Chinese know about you right now, Money? Everything. I don't care. I don't know, what are they going to do? Take half of what I own? I own nothing. They're what gonna, are they going to take? They're going to come for your figure collection. Well, I know that. That's what they'll take. Speaking of that, i got to throw some up on eBay this week. Oh, yeah, you're parting with some of the, the master collection? What? Yeah, I got to. I haven't worked in... Uh, Three months, dude. So, uh, so why don't you go find a new job? Yeah, so I'm gonna. Sit and watch... Well, after you've watched all of TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Maybe you could get a job watching and critiquing TikTok videos. Does something like that exist? I'm, I'm pretty sure it does. I was thinking about that. Why don't you look into that? Yeah, I think I'm gonna. That sounds like it's right up your alley. I was also thinking about doing a live stream when we record. So yeah. if you're our good friends, you can kind of get the episode before it comes out. Huh. That's one thing I was thinking about today. Interesting. Yeah. There'd be no way to edit that. No. Oh That's my. why it would be funny for... Oh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that money. All right. Well, if you don't want me to do it... I'll... Uh, well, no. I mean, if you want to do it, do it on your end, though. I, I want nothing to do with that. Okay. I'm too much of a perfectionist. It would drive me crazy. I wouldn't be able to do I know. But uh, why don't you uh, start an OnlyFans? I hear those are lucrative. Mm, I hear that too. Or, or do uh, what's that? What's that thing? D Rock is into um, shit. Uh, it's like for collectibles. You you have. He like, takes the pictures. No, you take like little. You have like little video auctions. What the hell is it called? Hmm. WhatsApp or what's 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 up? I shit. I don't know. He was doing one for a while where you had to go to stores and take pictures of the displays and they'd give you like a couple bucks. No, 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 not that. No, this is an oh. actual like online video auction. And okay. People tune in and they bid on the items as you present them. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know what that one is. Oh, man. he Because he, he wanted to start doing it and he wanted me to do it with him, but I, I just don't have any free time for nonsense like that. No. Hey, money, why don't you do something like DoorDash or Uber Eats or something like that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was thinking about work, I was thinking about doing Insta, Instacart because I know where everything is in most stores, you know? Oh, wouldn't it be hilarious if they sent you to do Instacart at Big Y in Greenfield? I know. <laughs> well, no, you can pick what you want. Right, right, right. I have, I have several friends who make a pretty decent living just doing those type of services. Oh, yeah, I they, know a lot of them when I worked at Big Y because they were there all day every day, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. You got yeah. you got opportunities. Now get to it. We'll see. I'm not going to do Uber because I don't want strangers in my car. Yeah, I don't blame you there. No. That's a little weird. No, no. But you could do no. Door. You could do DoorDash deliveries and stuff. Yeah, that would probably be pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or just the Uber Eats, which is just DoorDash through mm-hmm. Uber. Right, right. Shit, the local pizza place uh, in Aguam won't even deliver anymore. You have to go through DoorDash to get your pizza. They don't even hire delivery drivers to deliver fucking pizzas anymore. I go, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, because they're losing money because they have to pay DoorDash. 
Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it's but I, maybe mm. they can't find the help. Maybe they don't have anybody that's willing to drive for them, and they have no other choice. But it's just weird to me. Mm. Well, if you think about it, you could pay a, a delivery driver who sits around all night getting an hourly wage who might not be doing anything, or some nights might be busy, or you pay the DoorDash guy who only delivers when he needs to. Mm. And yeah, you're, you're losing a little bit to DoorDash, but you don't have to pay the the hourly wage or anything that goes along with with having an employee so right. maybe that's it no just throw know. that motherfucker back there to make some pizzas when he's not delivering what the hell well you know this is just the way everything's going it's you know we got the uh, you got the your DoorDash and all that put delivery drivers out of business you got uber and lyft taking the place of taxis and don't even get me started on the self-checkout in the grocery store <laughs> that it's annoying that we have to check out our own groceries and pay for the bags. Right, right. And then you got to show some asshole your receipt so he can make sure you rang everything up on the way out. It's like, look, asshole. Oh, I don't. If you want to make sure. Show. Yeah, but if you want to make sure that everything's on there, then maybe you should be the one scanning the items for me instead of yeah. letting me do it for myself. Because eventually I'm going to miss something or something's not going to scan right and I'm not going to notice it and I'm going to walk out with it. That's just how it's going to go. If there's someone checking receipts, I, I, I walk right by him. Oh, if really? You, if you trust if you trust me enough to bring me out, you're not checking up on me. So, <laughs> tough shit. You could pay that guy to stand there and look stupid because I'm not paying any attention. Expensive. Why do they check your receipt in Costco when you're walking out the door? I have no idea. And then you, they you've walked. Then they draw on it with a marker. Like, what is the yeah. what is that? Just to like show that they've checked it. Yeah, and you've walked 30 feet where there's nothing to buy or steal between the registers and the exit door. Correct. Unless you stole a hot dog. Right. The, or a slice of pizza stand. off the, yeah, right. There's nothing, there's nothing to steal. Nothing you could add to your cart, yet they stop you and check your cart. It's annoying as... <laughs> well, before I left Big Y, we had started uh, where you just pay on your phone and you don't even have to go to the register. Right, you pick I've it up out by the over by the self-checkout, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, once in a while, you get flagged, and they check your uh, what you have, you know. Huh. And every time I got flagged, I bought one item. <laughs> I'd be like, "Here's my can of Big Y soda. Okay, can I go on break now?" <sighs> Am I the only one who swears at the at the robot at Stop and Shop? With um, the googly eyes. Yeah, that damn thing follows you around. I keep telling it that I'm going to recycle the goddamn thing. So <laughs> I don't really go uh, every once in a great while i go to stop and shop i'm more of a big y kind of guy but i've seen that thing a few times and i find myself purposely turning around and going down a different aisle when i see it's coming it freaks it's creepy it freaks me the fuck out and the fact that they gave it a face it's like <laughs> why does it need a face I think they have those at some Walmarts now, too. I get the idea behind it. You know, if something falls over, there's a spill, it detects it, and, it, you know, okay, great. But it's very unsettling. And uh, and my kids want to ride it when they see it. So I should let them see what happens. That's the best part. Let them. Yeah. I wonder what would happen. Does the... Someone will probably just say, please don't ride it. Please don't ride the the robot, the giant robot. Yeah. It'll probably stop because I don't think the motor 
could bear the extra weight. Not that your kids are big or anything. But, but that's what I'm I'm actually curious about how powerful that little fucker is. Like, could it carry me if I was to hold on to it? You think it's like a hidden transformer of some sort? I don't know. I'm very curious now. But I it's think like a transform I it's think, a transformer security. I guy. honestly think it should it should be more useful though. Like you know how in Walmart or CVS they have the uh, price checker scanners like set up on some of the poles throughout the store. That motherfucker should have a price checker on the back of him, and you should be able to walk up to him and scan something to check the price on it. I think yes. that would be very convenient. I think you're right. So there's an idea for you, stop and shop. Unfortunately, no stop and shop employees listen to our podcast. Only big Y employees, so they'll never hear my idea. But <laughs> that we know of, maybe they don't anymore. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Out of sight, out of mind. No, I don't think that's true. Okay, I, I, good. Hello, Danny Abbott. I'm sure you're you're still out there listening so, somewhere in uh, Big Y land. But anyway, I digress. We've we have babbled on about nothing for a good fifteen twenty minutes. So. Well, that's what we're here for. Uh, that is what we're here for. <laughs> but money, I'm glad you're doing better. You sound great, and it's Thanks, great. Tom. Did you find your puffy piece? Are we all set with the puffy? Are we going to have any puffy piece drama this episode? Are we going to? Nope. No squeaky chair on. issues. I, I'm so nope. far so far. I so got good. the non squeaky chair. I'm loving it. Good. All right. Very good. Okay. So, what do we want to talk about first, boys? Uh, what's the latest and greatest? What's the What's the I guess thing? Flash. The Flash. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about DC first and then move into Marvel. How about that? I love yeah. it. Go ahead. Since I have not yet seen this movie, and I probably won't until it comes to HBO Max, uh, you guys can talk it up, be as spoilery about it as you want. You wanna get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's talk about the Flash. You guys went and saw it last weekend and what was your thoughts on the Flash? Was it did it live up to the hype? Was it the greatest superhero movie ever, according to some people, which boggles my mind? Tom Cruise said. Tom Cruise wasn't it Tom Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg that said that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Tom Cruise is half a nut job, anyways. We already know that. Apologies, Church of Scientology. Don't sue us. <laughs> but why would Spielberg say that's the best superhero movie it's not even a top thousand listen i am so thoroughly glad that dc is effectively done with this version of their universe the snyder because as they call it the snyder there has been one decent movie out of them all and that was the snyder cut of justice league i liked the all first the wonder Re woman eh, it was okay that's what they've done they've made a bunch of eh, it was okay movies nothing good nothing great nothing exceptional nothing i want to watch twice you know pre-infinity war i've watched pretty much every marvel movie a half dozen times it feels like some more but dc has just mastered the meh <laughs> i mean to the point where one of the key plot points in this movie because you know time travel they actually had a digression where they had to say without saying it that the plot of Endgame and Inf or infinity War, or Endgame, yeah the time travel aspect of infinity war is complete bullshit and this is why and they had to do something else so what happens is the general plot of the movie is we got the flash he, he wants to go back in time to save his mother's life and 
he does. And, and he does by doing that, he screws everything up and in going to fix everything, they go find Batman who is no longer Ben Affleck, but it's now Michael Keaton. Admittedly, Michael Keaton as Batman was the best part of this movie, but it was like, okay, we're going to have Michael Keaton, Batman and the old Michael bat Michael Keaton, Batman suit saying all the lines from the 1989 Michael Keaton, Batman movie. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And that's pretty much it. With the original Michael Keaton 1989 Batmobile and Michael yep. Keaton 1989 Batwing. Well, it was, I would say it was an updated version of the Batwing because it needed to seat more people than just one. Correct. Um, and, plus, and plus, remember, he wrecked the original Batwing in, in the 1989 movie. Well, he didn't, um, he didn't wreck it. Uh, the Joker did. I liked him already. <laughs> well, he was still flying. With one very well-placed shot. From a very big revolver. Very big gun, yes. So that was that. And they they wove in the plot from Man of Steel, from Zod coming to Earth, and they brought in Supergirl, but they killed her off. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, this is all spoiler alert. And frankly, I'm just going to say it. Ezra Miller is awful. He's just an awful actor. He's been good in one movie that I've seen him in. And that was a movie, one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen. I think it's called We Need to Talk About Kevin, which that's a whole different topic. But he is just, he was just annoying. He isn't funny. The writing wasn't particularly good in this movie. It was just, meh. It was, when, before you, I'll just tell you, on a scale of one to five, it's a solid 2.3. Hmm. There were some interesting action scenes and, you know, having Michael Keaton helped it, but just one of those movies you see and it's gone they need to do better by all these classic superheroes and hopefully james gunn can do that oh i'm sure he will he can't do much worse yeah i I have faith especially after what he did with the guardians of the galaxy trilogy i have total faith in james gunn's ability to take these mediocre dc characters and make them interesting and popular that's what i think he's gonna do i mean yeah you're gonna have your superman you're gonna have your batman you're gonna have your big six you know flash aquaman green lantern and um uh, wonder woman wonder woman thank you but i think james gunn's mission is to take all of those b rate and c rate characters in the dc universe and turn them into the next guardians of the galaxy make them the go-to movie to go that everyone's claiming and wanting to go see so i think that's what james gunn's plan is to uh take all those other characters them them sad characters that we don't know much about and we don't care about at all and then make us care more about them than those main six i think that's his goal i hope he pulls it off and i think he will uh money what did you think about the flash what were your Favorite parts, your least favorite parts. Did you like the little twist at the end they threw at you there? You it think? was all right. Yeah. Yeah, it was worth the $2 I paid to see it. <laughs> I mean, I paid more for my snacks than I did the movie. Perfect. So it was it was okay. You know, all the cameos were, were okay. Like everyone said a hundred times, the CGI was awful. It was like a PlayStation 2 game. Really? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Jesus. But I don't know. It they was had okay. so not, many years again, to work you know? on that movie. How could they not get the CGI down? How? Yeah. When did they start? 
filming that. They've been How working on that. They've been working on that movie for at least three years. It's been a while. At least, at least. I would say right so, at the beginning, the beginning of COVID, they started. I think even before that. Yeah. I think it's been like four or five years they've been working on it. <laughs> it's been a while. Because imagine, remember how many times they delayed it? Yes. Yeah, and then remember when all this crap uh, happened with Ezra, Ezra Miller? They didn't even know they were going to come out with it. Yeah, all the controversy around they, them. Yeah. Fun fact, when I was still at Big Y, one of the uh, part-timers I worked with, his friend was just at some random bar in Vermont, Ezra Miller was there singing karaoke. Get out of here. Yeah, he's got pictures with him and everything. What the hell is is he from Vermont? What was he doing? Yeah, there? that's where he has that's where he has that compound where he traps the girls. Oh, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Or I'm sorry, he grooms them. Oh boy, that's the that's the term. He grooms them. I see. I don't know anything about that nonsense. What what is going on, Chris? Do you know what he's oh, talking he's just, about? He's just an awful, awful person. I I haven't been following it too close. Money actually no. This is one of those situations. Money knows more about than me. Yeah, he he was grooming girls, um, and grooming then he, them for what? He like got he beat up a couple people like in public too. I heard about that. Didn't he break into somebody's house too? Yep. What the yeah. hell? Is, what's going on with that guy? He's just a complete nut job. Jesus. So he well he's an idiot, and Flash didn't make any money, so I don't think anybody's going to hire him again. Do you? <laughs> I wouldn't touch him. No, either would I. No, I'm sure he'll be recast in the James Gunn DC universe. Nah, yeah, definitely. I doubt it. Maybe maybe they'll be smart and recast him with the good Flash that we've had for the past eight years. Grant Gustin? Grant Gustin was a much better, played the character much better than Ezra he, Miller. He did, but Grant Gustin is, uh, he's a CW TV actor. He's not, he doesn't, I don't know that he has the acting chops to front a full-length feature movie. I don't know. Yeah, I think he could. No, well, I have faith. He obviously couldn't do any worse than Ezra Miller, so why not give him a shot? I'm surprised he didn't have a cameo in the uh, Flash movie. Oh, by the way, big the guy with the bowl on his head had a cameo. What? Yeah, the Flash with the bowl on his head, like the one from Jay- like the 30s. Jason. Um. Oh, why am I drawing a blank in the original Flash? Jay Garrett. Well, you know who? I'm- Jay Garrick. Yeah. Yeah, he had, he had a blink or you'll miss it cameo. It wasn't him, though. It was just CGI. Huh. And I don't know if this was the dumbest cameo of all of it. There was one scene where all the worlds are colliding, and you can see all these different versions of Superman. You see the oh the George Reeves version of Superman. You see the, Christo- the Christopher Reeves ver- Not George Reeves. You know who I mean. I'm doing bad with names tonight. Jesus. The original, but you see, the original Superman? The original yeah, George the Reeves. original Super. You were right, George, George Reeves. Yeah, Reeves, okay. not Reeves. Christopher Reeves and George Reeves. Jeez, how did I never put that together? They had almost the same name. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so you see the Christopher Reeve along with the uh, the '80s version of Supergirl from the movie, and all these classic iterations. Not Tom Welling, mind you, or <laughs> um, or Brandon Routh, but you see all these other Supermen, and then you see Superman with curiously long hair fighting a huge mechanical spider and he turns around and it's Nicholas fucking cage, which was the original Tim Burton Superman idea, right? Wasn't he going to cast Nicholas cage? Not Tim Burton. I mean, 
Kevin Smith does a whole long story about potentially directing that that version of the movie with Nicolas Cage and uh, John Peters was going to be the producer. Okay. Didn't Kevin he Smith wanted, write it? He wrote part of it, but he but John Peters was insisting that that Superman fight a giant spider. Right. Because because the spider is the most is the most dangerous creature in the universe. <laughs> that's why. He- that's why there's a giant spider in Men in Black. No, oh, not Men in Wild Black. Wild, 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 Wild West. West. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Exactly. So he does this whole story, and I'm like, you actually made a cameo throwback to a Kevin Smith question an- and answer anecdote. session. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was yeah. as soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this movie. That's, done. It's kind of funny though. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Yeah, and then at the end, when I after wonder, he fixes oh, most everything. Hold he on. comes back, and Batman is now George Clooney. Yes. Yep, I heard that. That's, like, that's the twist at the end. That was apparently James Gunn's idea. He reached out to George Clooney and got him to do that. So yeah. my question to you is, how much do you think they paid Nicolas Cage to use his likeness for the five seconds that he appeared in this movie? Too much. Yeah. I wonder what the going rate is for something like that. That's interesting. I like this right side. I have no idea. I've never, I never priced that. Well, well, you probably had more screen time than him in Spider-Man. I probably did. Yeah. Between the wrestling scene that I was in and then the deleted scenes that I'm in on the second yeah. disc of the DVD, I also appear in during the World Unity Festival when the Green Goblin attacks. I'm in there as well. So just think what you got paid times 20 years of inflation. <laughs> oh, Nicolas Cage got just enough to buy a hot dog. At Costco? Yeah, that's right. Costco. They checked his receipt on the way out. That's it. Just walk out with that hot dog, Nicolas Cage. You deserve it. You earned it. The the big foot longer? (laughs) Grab a slice of pizza while you're at it Uh, for your trouble. uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. So uh, Flash, yay or nay, worth seeing? Wait for HBO? Never bother? What, What are your thoughts? Uh, wait for HBO. It'll be out in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'd say wait for, wait for FX. <laughs> FX Saturdays. Exactly. Okay. That that's when Aubrey from So Wizard will watch it on FX Saturdays. It'll uh, be good background noise when you're grilling on your grill. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or your flat top, whatever the hell it is. The griddle, the Blackstone griddle. Griddle. I know what it is. I see him on TikTok all the time. Mm-hmm. All right, so. There you go, Not Nation. The Flash was very meh. I see. It's so weird because depending on who you talk to, some people are like, "It was the greatest superhero DC superhero movie yet. It was awesome." And then you know, I talk to people that I actually trust the opinion of, and they're like, "Yeah, nah." Didn't... Did you talk to D Rock about it? Yeah, uh, no. He said he's never going to see a superhero movie again after the Flash because of the Flash. <laughs> yep. Uh, it seems a little extreme, but I know. But then again, right. we're talking about D Rock, aren't we? Right, right, exactly. So, speaking of friends that we haven't talked to in a while, uh, Cowboy Rich reached out to me after listening to the last uh, episode. Cowboy. He actually oh, listened? He did. Wow. And he wants to apologize for the pizza incident, and he says he is going to buy you a meat lover's pizza. The next time he sees you. What a guy. Right? Yeah. 
And um, and I want you to, I, I expect that you'll save me at least a slice of that. So, or half a slice. Yeah, or half a slice. You know, chew, just take a bite out of it and throw it back in the box like he did. <laughs> is he, is he, is he going to go to New York and get it? I hope so. I think so. he should make sure he goes to New York. And yes, gets it. that's really the only way he could possibly equal what happened is if he gets that New York style pizza. Is he going this year? No idea. Uh, probably hmm. not unless they've lifted the COVID restrictions because I know he, well, not to tell his business, but I know he's not very uh, COVID, uh, you know, he doesn't wear masks and all that nonsense and he's not going to get vaccinated as far as I know. So he's, if they're still enforcing those rules, he's probably not going to be attending. I don't think they are anymore. Well, you'd like to think at this point that they're not, but I'm still seeing people driving around in their cars by themselves wearing those fucking masks on their face. I mean, well, really? Did you, see, uh... did you fart? Like, why else are you? Why are you wearing a mask sitting in your car by yourself at this point? I mean, really? At this point, it's psychological. Go get some help. Go go seek therapy. Because if COVID hasn't killed you yet, it's probably not going to. Just saying. Do you see any of the posts from this past weekend of uh, the anime convention in uh, L.A.? No, I did not. Oh, my God. They probably oversold it like three times what the capacity should have been. Really? Kind of like uh, yeah. last year's Springfield Comic Con? Well, I didn't go, but... No, I, you, I, <laughs> I, yeah, the people me. literally were waiting four or five hours to get in. Wow. And the whole place was just like sardines. You couldn't even move at all. Oh, man. It was probably, like if there was a fire or something, forget it. It was probably hot as balls outside, and everyone's outside sweating, and they're all, they got all their cosplay on and their makeup and shit, and they're like, they're, their prosthetics are probably falling off in the heat. Yeah, they said it smelled really bad like B.O. Oh, well. I mean, it's a convention, so that's a given. Right. B.O. is just par for the course. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, what else are we going to talk about tonight? Well, me and Chris have been going to, uh, at the Regal Cinemas, on Monday nights, they have a mystery movie. Have you heard about this, Tom? I believe S-Dog was telling me about this. Tell us a little bit more about it. What What is this? Okay, well, it's a movie that's coming out in like two or three weeks, but you have no clue what it's going to be. So, it's $5.00. And you don't, you have no clue what it's going to be until you actually are in the theater and the movie starts. Oh, really? The so, only thing you know is the rating. Okay. Because they don't want you to bring, you know, kids to an R-rated movie. You know. Really? Since when did they start caring about that? Well, <laughs> they have to. They have to. Uh, yeah, I get you. So the so the first week we went, it was that uh, teenage Kraken cartoon. Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I do, with the with the mermaid. Yeah, yeah. So the first week it was that. How was that? Um, It was harmless, you know. Was it cute? Yeah, yeah. it was cute. Something I should take my kids to? I think they would yeah. enjoy it, yeah. Your your girls will love it, Tom. All right, okay, yep. very good. Had a lot of music. Okay. So if they like, you know, the singing and stuff like that. And then the second week we went, it was this movie coming out i think it might be out now it's called theater camp no i'm not familiar with that now do you remember like back in the day like 15 years ago camp rock oh of course okay so it was like that but the kids were all in theater okay so this was 
this was really bad. I wanted to leave. Was it like it was, was it like fame? Like that kind of a thing? Yeah. 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 Okay. They say it was almost like a musical, yeah. Okay. And it was and it was shot documentary style like a Christopher Guest movie. Oh, okay. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I didn't think it was great. It was worth probably five dollars. But you know, it was good was, for a chuckle here and was there. Was there anybody I wouldn't have ever seen anybody known in it, or was it a bunch of unknowns? Nobody that I recognized. There a lot of that guy who was in that thing. Okay. I love that. You know, guy. there's one, the, the one, the woman who is essentially the female lead is also the female lead on the show, the bear on Hulu right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know her name as an actress, but I recognized her from that. And the lead actor, you would know. Should I get out I'm Google? At, I, I'm literally, I am being it right now. Oh, Jimmy Tatro. Who, yeah, I just saying the name. You're like, oh, who's that? Oh, remember that series American Vandal on on uh, Netflix? Yes. He was the guy who played the lead actor that they pinned it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been, in, I'm looking at his IMDb page. He's been in a lot of things, but never really been a lead in anything. But he was, okay. Okay. All right, well, I guess for five bucks, what do you expect, right? Yeah, the well, next one, um... I think next week or in two weeks is rated R, so I don't know what that's going to be. Probably a horror well, movie. Probably, yeah. See, see, that's the thing is, it's a, it's going to be a. I've been to a couple of other of these, and it's been smaller movies that are coming out in the next couple weeks. It doesn't appear like they're going to be anything, anything big. You're not going to see a Marvel or a DC movie or anything that's a sequel. I think it's. I think they're doing this to pump up the box office. And some of these movies, because I went before and saw that Sisu, which you have a chance. Oh, I heard totally that. Have to watch. I heard that was good. Uh, oh, it was like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It was great. Yeah, it's insanely violent. And the just, guy, he doesn't even talk through the movie, right? He just kills a bunch of people. He has one line at the end of the movie. Yeah, and it's like a punch, and it's like the whole movie was a lead up to the punchline of a kind of a mediocre joke, which makes it awesome. Right, and. uh couple weeks ago saw kandahar also was surprisingly good and uh the first time i went we saw paint with uh owen oh, wilson i like i like owen wilson it's like the bob ross but, spoof right yeah yeah that one that one was good i like that mm-hmm. that's what i saw bucks. That yeah yeah he's funny but yeah, and, and they do this in every regal across the country so if god forbid somebody is listening to this who lives outside of driving distance of the MGM cinemas Springfield. If there's a regal cinema, look it up. Mystery yeah. movie Monday. That's cool. That's a cool idea. Yeah. And we can't talk to S dog about it. Cause he's three hours behind us. <laughs> right. So we could, we could potentially spoil it for everyone on the other side of the country. So is it the same mystery movie in every theater? Every yeah. theater. Oh, that's funny. That's an, <laughs> that's an interesting idea. Okay, and so it's not just really not like the each theater just randomly like chooses. Okay, that's cool. Well, the I next mean, movie we got to go see, Chris, would be the new Indiana Jones that just came out. Absolutely, absolutely. That's, a, that's, another, that's another one. That. That's another one I've been hearing mixed reviews on, but I'm pers- personally I'm excited for it. So, looking didn't forward. Do, to it. Didn't do very well money wise. No, I know, but that doesn't really mean shit. Um, not anymore. Not anymore. It'll be on demand in like two and a half, three weeks. Right. 
the box office, I mean, movie box office hasn't been the same since COVID. It has not no. completely bounced back, nor do I think it will. People have other means now. They have other ways of getting things, you know, be it legal or illegal, and they're getting it in other ways, you know. Plus, it, you can buy a 75-inch TV for 300 bucks. Sure, and then you can, a lot of these movies drop, and then the same day they're available to rent at home. So that's what a lot of people are doing now. They're just watching right. them in the comfort of their own home. Mm-hmm. So, so just to give you an example, a few years prior to COVID, you could set your watch by it, the it was seven it was supposed to be 17 weeks from when a movie premiered in the theater to when it was released on dvd okay so they gave it plenty of time to run in the movie theater and then have a a little bit and then it popped up on dvd so that's about what 17 weeks four months and a week after it's released okay now i'm just put up on demand on my cable right in front of me and movies you can get right now john wick 4 already out that's barely out of the theater super mario brothers that was less than a month ago Mm -hmm. right yep i'm looking the machine the one with burt kreischer that was just that was just i think that might still be in some theaters Mm -hmm. you know i'm looking at a half fast and furious 10 already out to rent wow i'm looking at all sorts of movies that were in theaters within weeks within the past month that are already available to rent streaming which is and weird because you used to have to wait like are, six months you know before they'd be available yeah that movie sisu already on on demand i'm looking all these movies that were in the theaters not too long ago are already you can get it right through your right through your comcast if you still have it which i gotta get rid of this so yeah so it's you know there's no rhyme or reason to how quick a movie comes out on streaming anymore they're not bound by any sort of rules Correct. And of course, COVID, when they were releasing movies direct to streaming because nobody could go to the movies, mm-hmm. you know, I think upended everything. Yep. And caused a big riff between Scarlett Johansson and Disney over Black Widow. Yes. Yep. And that's a perfect example because she had a contract that said that a movie wouldn't be released to streaming for X amount of weeks after it was released. And they, they released black widow far earlier that's the whole lawsuit was about right because because she doesn't make any money off the streaming no and it cut into her box office which she did make money on that's some bullshit she was right so i'm guessing i'm guessing she's absolutely right and i'm just guessing that these theaters are going to have to renegotiate a whole bunch of contracts with people who you know who had similar deals with them Mm mm-hmm well, the movie studios, not the theaters. The theaters just... That's what I meant. Play the the, the studios, I'm sorry. Yep. Misspoke. But you get what I'm saying. But you know what? They got it's, a lot of other problems going on right now with the writer's strike currently on. So hopefully they will resolve that soon so that all these things in production limbo can continue. I know there's a lot of big Marvel movies that have stalled production and are now going to be pushed back like an entire year. Because of the writer's strike. so I did hear that Deadpool 3 finished uh, filming. Well, that is a different circumstance because Ryan Reynolds wrote that himself. Oh. So that's why they were able to uh, work on that regardless of the situation with the writer's guild. Um, Gotcha. Yeah. So... But that'll be interesting because there are a fuck ton of cameos in Deadpool 3. You want to talk about a bunch of alternate universe versions of everything. 
uh, in The Flash. Wait till, wait till Deadpool 3. I'll bet you they're going to top it with all the cameos. Yeah, just today I read that Elizabeth Olsen is going to be making an appearance as some version of the Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. There's a rumor about Robert Downey Jr. Wouldn't that be interesting? The flashback or? Oh. Hmm. Alternate universe well, version? Who knows? Oh, you're right. You're right. It's not going to be Tom Cruise, is it? I don't know. Knowing Ryan, knowing Ryan Reynolds, I mean, it could be, could be anybody. Anyway, all right, we're getting off on a tangent. Let's reel it back in. Uh, what do we want to talk about next? Secret Invasion. Yeah, we might as well. Uh, and then I'll say a, a few quick words about Cross the Spider Verse because that was really good. But I know Chris hasn't seen it yet, so I'm not going to get terribly spoilery about it. But uh, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about Secret Invasion. I, I liked it. I didn't think I would, but I really enjoyed both the first two episodes. I'm agreeing with you here, Money. I like how it's less of a pure action movie and more of a almost a spy thriller at this yeah. point. Remember I said I didn't think I'd like it? You, that's exactly what you said. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I actually really enjoyed it. I watched both of them over the weekend, back to back, and I, I, I liked it a lot. I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. Are, are we allowed to spoil anything here, Tom? Go ahead. Well, obviously, the end of the first episode had a shocking death of a longtime Marvel character. Yeah, that was a kick in the balls. Yeah. I mean, the, the gist of Secret Invasion is that, as we saw in Captain Marvel, that Carol Danvers and, and Nick Fury had promised the Skrulls that he would find them a new homeworld. It's 30 years later, and they haven't found them a new homeworld, and a section of the Skrulls here on Earth have essentially lost their patience and are starting to replace important figures on earth in order to take over the planet and make earth their new home where they call them and, shells. Yeah. Yeah. They're using their and, bodies and you know. yeah. And Nick Fury is trying to stop this. Um, it turns out that Nick Fury has been living on the space station saber all this time mm -hmm. and hasn't been back to earth in years. They don't say how many years though which I think is interesting how long he's been, you know, in outer space. I'm going to um, assume he left for space right after Tony Stark's funeral at the end of Endgame. That makes sense because that's the last time we saw him on earth. Mm -hmm. So because that I mean, was not him in Spider-Man far from home. That was actually Talos pretending to be him. Yeah. And we know he was on earth when Thanos snapped mm -hmm. because he disappeared and summoned Captain Marvel. But, you know, now you're seeing an old Nick Fury who might be past his prime, or mm -hmm. at least that's kind of what they're implying, is that his best years are behind him. Right. And this is kind of his last ride, his last hurrah. To well, and they keep stop saying him. he's, you haven't been the same since the blip. You just haven't been the same since the blip, since he's, you know, faded out for five years and came back. But who the fuck would Although be? I <laughs> I, I do think one thing is interesting that all of a sudden it's like, eh, fuck the eye patch. Right. It happens like he doesn't care if anybody sees his nasty dead eye anymore. Mm -hmm. I never realized how vicious that scar was. It's really noticeable and prominent without the eye patch on the, the cat scratch scar on his face. It's like, holy shit. Flirking. Goose got it's him good. <laughs> got him good. Fuck. It's a flurkin. It's not a cat. Let's well, be. whatever. It's goose. <laughs> No, they killed up. So obviously the death we're referring to is Maria Hill being killed at the end of the first episode. Mm -hmm. Who's been with us since at least Avengers. Mm -hmm. I think that was the first 
the original Avengers in 2012. Actress Colby a, Smulders. So yeah, so she's always she's been around for a long time, and it's uh, it's it's. Uh, I thought that was, I thought that that um in episode two, that torture scene was pretty nasty, especially for Disney. Yeah, this is one of the more adult themed, adult themed episode, you know, series that Marvel and Disney have put together. That's for sure. I mean, it's so much better than She-Hulk and uh, Ms. Marvel. Listen, Ms. Marvel was made for teenage girls. Oh, I know, I know who it was made for. I didn't think She-Hulk was bad. It was its own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was funny. I like Ms. Marvel herself. Just you know, the tone of the show was not for us. No, nope. no, but that torture scene that was pretty graphic for uh especially being on disney i was a little oh, shocked yeah. about that oh yeah oh yeah that was a little over the top for them mm, i liked it no and then the the second episode we get the and do you want me to ruin it for you tom go ahead so the plot thickens because the second episode it turns out that there's way more scrolls on earth than nick fury ever knew about <laughs> talos tells him that they've been showing up and living here and he, there's apparently a million scrolls living on earth holy shit yeah and fury had no idea there was that many and neither did we quite quite taken aback <laughs> damn yeah, he was pissed wow yeah, you, I mean, the second episode was Nick Fury taking it on the chin, finding out that Talos has essentially been lying to him, and he, you know, he has now now learns that there's a million scrolls living on the planet. He meets with with Rhodey, who fires him, which I'm not sure what he fired him as. I'm not even sure what his job is. is well, isn't he the director of Shield? I, I I don't know if he's still the director of Shield. What his exact title is, but Rhodey fired him. Really, um, Rhodey who who's now some sort of advisor. I'm not sure if he's a secretary of defense, but he works directly for the president. And, um, who's and then Dur- at the end, that's we Dermot, see that... Dermot Mulroney is the president, right? Yeah. yeah yes, like it is. Yep. And then at the end, Nick Fury, after having a no good, awful, very bad day, goes home and first off sees Mrs. Fury, who knew there was a Mrs. Fury. I didn't know there who, was. Well, you've learned at the very end that there's a Mrs. Fury, and she's a scroll. And did he know she was a scroll? We don't know that until next week. Oh wow! So the next episode drops, which by the time people are hearing this has already dropped. But so, so I'm well. The reason I ask is because he has an affinity for the scrolls. So I, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that he would fall in love with a female scroll. You know? No, because he turns back into uh, yeah, his what uh, his wife. Yeah, she turned she turns human when he. She oh. looks like a human. Okay, right. so she doesn't. And he turns back into a crawl at the end, right? What? Well, no, he pulls up in the driveway, and you see yeah. her. You see this scroll in a kitchen, like oh. making dinner. And then yeah. when he walks into the ki- into the house, all of a sudden she's a woman. It's a human woman. Okay, so she's she said something about the wedding ring. He didn't have the wedding ring on. Uh, yeah, interesting. He's like, "Aren't you missing something?" And then he puts the wedding ring on because you know they're married. So it's bizarre to me that he would have a wife and he's been off world for all these months. <laughs> like, she's okay with that? Like, that's weird to me. Listen, if anybody could pull off long distance, it's Nick Fury. I guess so. Samuel L. Jackson, you know, that's one bad motherfucker. <laughs> Just ask his wallet. All right. Well, I'll have to catch up on episode two. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but. Yeah, I, I'm not impressed. I mean, it was okay. The first episode was okay. I mean, shock value, Everett Ross, 
being a scrawl there. That was kind of a cool twist. And uh, I knew he well, w- would be when, when the guy killed him. I'm like, they're not going to kill Everett Ross. But then they turn around and kill fucking Maria Hill at the end of the episode. So I'm like, shit, maybe they would kill Everett Ross. Maybe no, maybe no one's safe in this show. So now I'm wondering if Everett, because Everett Ross that got killed was one of the bad scrolls. Correct. So, so has he been a bad scroll all along? Yeah. Was he the Everett Ross in Wakanda? Yeah, I I don't know. Or, I'm gonna have to explain if he's really dead or not. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's dead. Don't they put the the humans in like those stasis, like electrical? You know, they don't. I I thought they just kind of kept them suspended in. In you're animation. right. You're right. Yeah, I don't think they're killing them. I think they're just taking their place and they take their memories, and then uh, they leave them like unconscious. So. Jesus, the scrolls have a control of Wakanda. Now that's scary. Mm. Mm-hmm. Their technology fused with vibranium. There you go. Mm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I will say one thing about Marvel, who has been all over the place since since Infinity War ended, is that they are going in a lot of, you know, they are trying a lot, a lot of new things. Like you have Miss Marvel, which was for, which is a kid theme show. You have Secret Invasion, which is the exact opposite, is more adult themed. You know, you had She Hulk, you know, which had was kind of She Hulk, which was was tongue in cheek kind of a comedy. Yeah, you had Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was really along the same tone that Marvel has had for all its up until Infinity War and Endgame. You know, they've been kind of, you know, they've really been exploring the space. Yeah, especially WandaVision. WandaVision was very groundbreaking. That was awesome. Yeah, I still don't know what the hell Moon Knight was about. So (laughs) You leave Oscar Isaac alone. I totally forgot about that one. I never even watched it at all. Oh, well. Well, Oscar Isaac, man, he gets around, I'll tell you. He does. He does. He does. I just don't know how it fits into the He's fucking Moon Knight. He's fucking Poe Dameron in Star Wars. He's fucking... Miguel O'Hara in Spider Verse in the in the animated Spider-Man movies. I mean, that guy's everywhere. So, speaking of which, yeah. tell us about the Spider Verse, Tom. I got to tell you, I was a fan oh. of the. I, first of all, I know money. You don't like Miles Morales. I I, nope. I I know that, but but. I mean, I'll watch it when it comes you out. You should I'm watch streaming. this movie because it's actually more about Gwen Stacy. Ooh. Like the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie, you basically follow Gwen Stacy's story. And a lot of the movie is about her joining up with this spider team, the spider squad, and Miles wanting to be a part of that. And, you know, hijinks ensue. And there's a very good reason why they won't allow Miles into the spider squad. But you're going to have to watch the movie to find out what that reason is. But it's very clever. It's well written. It's well thought out. The animation, of course, is amazing, just like it was in the first movie. And it's just a a great, well-written story, and you really get to know these characters even more. And it really makes you want a live-action version of them. I mean, I don't know what Sony's waiting for. Just give Kevin Feige the reins and let him take those characters and bring them into the MCU already. But the cliffhanger was a kick in the nuts. I, I will say that because the third part is delayed. It won't be out probably until either late 2024 
or maybe even 2025 at this point. They definitely left us hanging. So I want to know what happens. Damn it. Damn you, Sony. But kudos to Lord and Miller. And if you recognize that name, those are the guys who were originally doing the script for the Solo, the Han Solo solo film for Star Wars for Disney. And then they were fired by Kathleen Kennedy in the ninth hour and Ron Howard took over. But Lord and Miller, they're great. They have a great sense of humor. And they told a great story with this movie. And uh, definitely, they, they, I'll tell you what they did. They took a D-rate villain, the Spot. He's like a D-rate villain in the Spider-Man comic books. He's a nobody. And they made him a formidable and scary opponent. Like, they actually made the Spot dangerous it's mind-boggling to me how they pulled this off but it was great great character development and just it was a great movie i i recommend you guys go see it if for nothing else just the visual it's stunning it was uh, visually it was just a masterpiece you got no, definitely gonna see it yeah you gotta I, check it out if i like it i'll admit to tom yeah i liked it didn't those guys um write or direct one of the lego movies too they did yes they did yep they're great they just, for whatever reason, uh, Kathleen Kennedy didn't like them for Solo because I guess they made it too jokey. It was too, they, they leaned too heavily on the comedy. I'm kind of curious what they would have did with it. I, you know, I enjoyed Solo, but I, I'm curious to know what their version of Solo would have looked like because I might have liked that. I don't know. So, Tom, let me ask you. In this, the newest Spider-Man, it's across the Spider-Verse, right? Correct. And What's then the, the third one's going to be called Beyond the Spider-Verse. Now, are there are there any of the Spider-Men that were in the first animated Spider-Man movie there, brought back for this one? There are. There's a couple of them. Yep. I mean, okay. I, so I, if you want me, I could I could spoil this one thing and tell you. Yeah. They, they all show up at the end. They're, they cliffhang. Part of the cliffhanger is that everyone that he, uh, Spider-Man Noir and Spider-Ham and all those characters from Into the Spider-Verse all show up at the end to help Spider-Gwen because they have to go on a mission to do something, and I don't want to say what because that'll spoil the cliffhanger. But uh, needless to say, Gwen taps all of them to come and help her. Does that okay, Pokemon so, Spider-Man show up? I don't know. There's a lot of Spider-Men, man. I'm telling you, it's it, you lose track. But Scarlet Spider is in it, like everybody. Um, the clones, uh, the, all the different Spider-Men from every iteration. All, the 90s cartoon Spider-Man is in it. Spider-Man from Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Like all the different animated versions of Spider-Man show up in this movie. It's pretty fucking awesome. Lego Spider-Man's in it. It's fucking crazy. And there are bits of live action in the cartoon movie. And it's beautiful. It's so clever how they do it. It's really, it's I, when I say it's a masterpiece, I'm not overstating. I'm not overstating it. It was really a brilliant movie. I, I actually need to go see it again because there's so much that I probably missed. But I highly recommend it. It was great. A lot of fun. Except the ending. Now I got to wait, and it pisses me off because the ending was really good. Well. Tom, I'll tell you one thing. I know how much you love Spider-Man, and if you say it's good, then that's all the recommendation I need. Right. Well, I just love a good movie. I mean, because, you know, it's just, I don't know. It was just really well done. So, and I'd love to spoil it for you, but I don't want to. 
I want you to experience it for yourself and enjoy it the way I did. Well, I appreciate that. So everyone go out and see Across the Spider-Verse and then be mad like I am that you have to wait almost a year and a half to find out what the fuck's going to happen. Ah, shit. Very clever, though. It's very it's still clever. in the theaters too. So. It is, yeah, but it's so clever how they did it. Like the, I, I wish I could tell you the the twist, the the end, the twist at the end is fucking genius. It was so well done. Well, so you're, you're too te- you're too tempted to ruin it at this point, Tom. Yeah, so. no, I'm not. I'm not going to ruin it. But step you gotta, away from the spoiler. You got to go see it. You just got to go see it. So we can. I will talk. see it the first chance I get. Then we can talk about it. I might go see it again. I might go see it with you. See it a second time. Okay. Well, then, then let me know when you want to go. All right. What about you, money? You down? Oh yeah, definitely. All right. Cool. Not like I'm working. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Anything? Uh, any other little juicy tidbits of anything that we want to discuss before we wrap up with recommendations? Well, we haven't done this. Well, we haven't done anything in quite a while, but. I think we have to have a very brief in memoriam segment that our world has lost several luminaries mm-hmm. since even since our last podcast amongst them, one of the finest actors of our or, or any generation passed away uh, recently on June 12th. And that would be the one and only treat Williams. Yeah, he was great. I don't know how we're going to ever survive as a society. With no more Treat Williams. <laughs> Such an asshole. But we shall endeavor to persevere. Ah, he was a good actor. He was a character actor. But, I mean, he didn't have any standout roles, but he was he was good in everything he was in. He was died in a motorcycle accident at that. Yeah, it's awful. Taken before his and, time. Um, exactly. And, of course, we should also know, on a serious note, Alan Arkin, fine, fine actor, passed away. Oh, I did uh, not know that. Just two days ago. Oh, no shit. Just three days ago. Yep, Alan Arkin passed away. Alan Arkin. 89 years old. He's great, man. He was in uh, He was in a show I was watching that had Michael Douglas in it, where Michael Douglas taught acting class. Oh, shit. I forget the name of it. But Alan Arkin was in it, and he played his lawyer friend. And he was great in that show. He was so fucking funny. He was funny. He was serious. He was in so many great movies. Remember, he was the police chief in... So I married an ex-murderer. Yes. Yep. The, the the police chief who was entirely too nice, but rest in peace, Alan Arkin. Yeah, it's but on. It's the one. The that thing I, that I'm talking about is on Netflix. Hang on, give me two seconds to. Oh, Google. the the Comiskey method. The Comiskey method. If you get a chance to watch the Comiskey method, if for no other reason, watch it for Alan Arkin. He is so fucking funny in that fucking show. Oh my god, he's great. I would recommend that, but go ahead. And one last one that I think hits more close to home for money than me, but one of our cultural icons from all of our youth. Oh, this hits June me seventh. The Iron Sheik passed oh. away. I break your back. He, listen, I am not as Sheaky big a wrestling baby. fan as you guys are. That's never claimed to be otherwise, but I remember both as a kid when the Iron Sheik beat Bob Backlund for the world heavyweight title. And I thought that was a, sh- a shame that he won it. And then when Hulk Hogan beat him, I remember that too. Yep. So those are two touchstone moments of my youth. And remember when Franklin, him and uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan got pulled over driving from Springfield to Hartford. Yes. Yes. 
I remember hearing because they were like bitter enemies at the time. Yeah. You know, it was USA against Iran, and mm-hmm. you're like reading it in the paper. You're like, why were they driving together? Why are they, they hanging out? <laughs> Maybe wrestling they, is fake. They, <laughs> weren't they weren't they smoking weed together yeah, or something? Yes, probably. Yes. Yeah, Sheik Sheik did all kinds of fun shit, and he used to like to throw Hulk Hogan under the bus on the Howard. Oh, he, he was hates a, Hogan. He was a regular on the Howard Stern show when Howard yep. went to Sirius XM. He had Iron Sheik on a lot. And Sheiky used to spill the tea all the time about Hogan. And Hogan takes all the cocaine. And it's like, oh, holy Remember shit. he said he wanted to put it in Hogan's you-know-what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was great, man. He, uh, Iron Sheik was, he was a legend. Rest and in then peace. he said he wanted to do his daughter. Yes, he did. <laughs> well, in all fairness. Yeah, right. Um, well, she'd probably hurt uh, us, to be honest with you. It's uh, a big girl. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, eighty-one years old. Yep. Gone too soon, and and of course he reinvented himself later in life with all his social media posts, which oh, are just yeah. hilarious. Oh yeah, he just—I mean—he tweeted something like hours before he died. He was like talking shit about something. Uh he was great, great character. So rest in peace, Shiki baby. All right, rest well, in peace. And on that note, uh, how about some recommendations for Not Nation, and we'll wrap things up. Chris, I will recommend Star Trek Strange New Worlds on Paramount Plus. Um, the new season just started. They're three episodes in. Excellent so far. And The Bear on Hulu. Now that has the guy from Shameless in it, right? Yes, one, Jeremy Allen White. The one who plays the lip on Shameless? Yeah. Yep, he plays. The, the gist of the show is the first season. He is a professionally trained fine dining chef who comes back to Chicago to run his family's sandwich shop after his brother dies. And it's all about him trying to turn this little sandwich shop into a gourmet restaurant. And that's what this season is all about is converting it over. And it is fantastic. Hmm. Totally worth it. And the episodes are only a half an hour, except for the middle episode, which is the flashback episode, which is one of the most uncomfortable messed up hours of tv you're ever gonna watch really it's a flashback to a family christmas dinner that is just like they put the funk and dysfunctional hmm. yeah that's the only episode that's an hour long all the rest are half an hour and it is just one of the best shows that's out there hmm. Very so good. that's my recommendations all right how about you money man uh i don't really have anything i guess i'll recommend secret invasion and uh, other than that, I've just been watching TikTok. Yeah, TikTok, <laughs> wrestling, and the Red Sox. Any, I actually uh, am not ashamed to admit it that this past weekend I watched a couple hours of the NASCAR race. Really? Because it's uh, it, it's on the downtown streets of Chicago. Like oh. they converted the downtown into the track. Well, that's kind of cool. So there's Could literally be- been an accident every other lap. Right, plus it's making it far more interesting because they have to dodge all of the daily gunfire that's going on there in Chicago. Well, they I mean, it's obviously all blocked up, and they put barricades on each side, but they can't go that fast, you know? Hmm. But it's been pretty funny. There's this one turn that I swear almost everyone has, has hit, wiped at out. Least once. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. And, and you know, every time there's an accident, they got to stop the thing. Yeah, right. So uh, just things get... I don't know how late it's going to go till like midnight. Hmm. I, Any, I just uh, thought it was there. 
Any new video games you've been playing? No, just Street Fighter Six. I'm deep into that. You yeah. know, I love Street Fighter. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, I will recommend uh, Fubar on Netflix, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Oh, Fubar was a lot of fun. I mean, it is. It was. It's. It's very. It's very predictable, you know, as most of Arnold's things are. You know, it's. Uh, but it's got some great action in it. It's got some great dialogue, typical Arnold one-liners. It's chock full of those. And uh, if you're a fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger like I am, you're going to love the hell out of it because he's very Arnold Schwarzenegger in this show, isn't he, Chris? He is. It's very much a modern-day True Lies, Yeah, it, updated it, True Lies. That's exactly, that's the best way to describe it. And it even has uh, cameos by uh, Tom Arnold. Yeah. Not playing, mm-hmm. not playing the same character from True Lies, but he's... He's still equally uh, entertaining. So, yeah, it's really Is good. Is he still alive? Tom Arnold? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. It's only Roseanne Barr's career that's dead. Tom Arnold's still right, alive. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, no, it's, it, it was very enjoyable. I forget how many, was it eight episodes? How many episodes was it? It was either eight or ten. Yeah, that was, it was fun. I, I recommend FUBAR. And obviously, I can't say enough about Spider-Man... Across the Spider Verse, highly, highly recommend that movie. Go see it. It was a little much for I, Zach. I took Zach to it. You know, he's five. It was a little intense for him, but it was a great movie. You got well, it. Uh, got older oh, kids, you know, or you just want to go yourself. Go check it out. Well, I think I have one last recommendation that we should all be making. Not Nation. Don't binge too much stuff too quick. We don't know how long this writer's strike is going to last, and we're going to get new material. <laughs> That's right. You might you might it's need already, to stretch it out. It's already. I'm already noticing new releases are starting to slow down already. Uh huh. So it's a good time to catch up on shows you might not have watched before, or might not have given a chance before. Because let's hope these guys can work it out. I think the writers have some very valid complaints, mm-hmm. and um. And hopefully they can work out a work out a new deal. And I think the Actors Guild went on strike too, so it might be a while before we we get a lot. Of, I mean, Marvel's been pushing everything back because of it. Um, well, I'll tell I'm you what the the, uh, the Writers Guild is in good hands because that woman in charge, she's a teamster. That teamster boss, she's no joke. She's uh, no push no pushover. She will get them what they deserve. They won't. They'll be showing uh, live pickleball at Regal. There you go. <laughs> yeah, There'll be nothing exactly. else to show. Maybe they'll stream episodes of Not Another Nerdy Podcast. They should. Yeah. So. Well, I'm not a member. Well, I, I don't know. Will your union let you, Tom? <laughs> uh, technically, I mean, I am a teamster. I'm supposed to support other unions. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm your sure. Undying de- your undying devotion to them just confuses the living shit out of hey. me. But. I don't know, man. I eat, sleep, and breathe Teamster. It's in my blood. Local 404, baby. All right, boys. Well, on that note, um, on behalf of my magical and my mental co-hosts, Mr. Christopher Todd. Hey, Tom, do you think that memory foam mattresses wishes they could forget? I bet you wish you forgot you told that joke. And we have the man who brings the money, Mr. J. Money. I forgot to mention in this uh, NASCAR race that I was watching, it was also a monsoon. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, it's raining like crazy. <laughs> That's why the cars are slipping all over the place. That's even better. That's about it. Bye-bye. All right, buddy. My name is Tom Van Zant. This has been Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 89. Look at us go. Uh, hopefully we'll be back again soon. And until then, Not Nation, be safe, be nerdy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.